there, and welcome to yet another anime podcast. Just who the hell do I think I am? I'm Ninja Boy, and I'm yet another anime podcast host. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, everyone. I'm recording this the night before I fly out of town to spend some time with my folks, to, so I'm going to make this intro real quick. Uh, may actually also upload the episode a bit ahead of the normal Friday release schedule as well. In any case, as you guys heard last episode, I got a press pass for Anime NYC this year, the largest anime convention in New York City. And it, you know, this is after being of the year of the convention being on hiatus for various reasons that I don't. I'm sorry, I don't need to explain at this point. Um, anyway, I normally go to the convention. Uh, you know, I've been every year since it started. Um, I go maybe like one day of the weekend to you know walk around and film some cosplay for my YouTube channel, um, which I did do this year. Uh, and I'll link to that video in the show notes. Actually, I saw two videos this year, but more on that after at, toward the end of the episode. Um, However, you know, since I got press pass for this podcast, um, it's kind of hard for me to show uh, cosplay via audio. So instead, what I actually did was something a little bit different. Um, I did kept a mini audio diary. You know, I brought my voice recorder um, and you know just taught and talked into it as I you know came across things on the floor. You may hear some background noise. I did my best to clean up the audio a little bit so it's easier to understand. Um, but yeah, just me talk, walking around and talking about what it's like being on the show floor, what you know I encountered, the weird, different things that I'm seeing uh, that set the car apart from you know perhaps other conventions that i've been to um and then you know in addition to me just describing it for you the listener i also interviewed some people you know sometimes i talked to random cosplayers about different topics like a spike spiel cosplayer you know asking him what do you think of the cowboy bebop adaptation on netflix or you know there's a memorial for kentaro mura the the berserk um mangaka who you passed away earlier this year and there's a a wall up people could sign for him and i asked people who had who, who came off signing the wall hey what did you know berserk mean to you or you know even you know you know the the, the people who are dressed up you know and, and in like a kimono and they have you know light sticks that they're swinging around to, to anime music what's that all about i asked one of them uh you know what that was all about and i also you know talked to some exhibitors not just people you know who are also attending the convention but also like some people who are part of the convention and, and 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 displaying stuff so you know there was you know some guys with some anime cars set up and i asked them what's that all about um you know there's a guy an artist who they flew in and, and made a giant mural of the faraway paladin i asked them you know what's the process like for that and you know i also asked there was this you know cosplayer but i think he had a the, he had a his assistant had like a professional badge not a not a you know normal attendee badge and you know he had this giant you know mech that's probably like 10 foot tall asking him like hey what went into making this cosplay um so yeah you know it's about 40 minutes of ep- interviews and, and and audio diaries so i'm not gonna you know ramble on too much more so you can get to that um i'll include timestamps uh and links to the social media for everyone i interview in the so no- in the show notes uh, and so you can you know jump to that jump ahead of that section or or whatnot but i uh, hope you guys enjoy this um and other than that let's hop straight in Hello, hello, hello. Uh, okay, so uh, hi guys. I'm here on the bus to Anime NYC. Uh, normally, you know, if you're in New York, you know you take the seven train from uh, Grand Central or Times Square to get to the Javits Center. Um, they're doing construction on it this weekend, so instead we're going to take the bus from 34th Street across town uh, to get to Anime NYC. Uh, I caught on at you know around Penn Station or so, and I definitely see couple of other cosplayers on the bus as well. Uh, myself, I'm actually dressing up uh, as Stein's Gate, uh, Sintaro Okabe. Um, he is, you know, uh, I was originally going to dress up as Red Blood Cell, um, but unfortunately I couldn't find my red hat uh, this morning, so 
I decided to go with a backup cosplay of the mad scientist lab coat and so on. So uh, yesterday, you know, if you hadn't seen the news, kind of crazy, the lines were super long. I went yesterday, picked up my press pass, got my vaccination wristband, but uh, lines apparently were super long to get in normal way. Luckily, you know, press pass, I'll be able to get in uh, via the press store, but you know, hopefully their uh, line system today is a lot better than it was yesterday. So looking forward to the anime convention. Uh, hopefully I'll get there in time. I have, um, what's it, I have, uh, I'm planning on going to go see uh, uh, Ruby, um, not Ruby, the Josie and the Fish uh, movie, Speeds uh, by Funimation. Hopefully I can get to the convention in time, then I'll be able to walk around and you know, do some interviews and such. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that, and we'll catch you when I'm back at the Javits Center. Alright listeners, I have made it into the Javits Center. There is, as expected, a huge line outside. Uh, but again, luckily I was able to get in through the press pass. Uh, anyway, uh, it is about 11.20 on uh, Saturday the 20th. Uh, I am planning on trying to go see Josie and the Fist and the Tiger. Uh, the movie came out in theaters earlier this year. wasn't able to go see it, but uh, I'm going to try to get my chance now. Um, need to figure out where that screening is. I'll catch you guys later, let you guys know if I'm able to grab that seat. So talk to you guys in a little bit. Alright guys, uh, the Josie and Fist pan uh, screening ended up being too full, got here a little too late, but that's alright. Still a lot of things to do here at Anime NYC, so I'll be walking the floor getting some cosplay. Uh, yeah, there's a main panel event for Demon Slayer, which looks pretty nuts. There's a ton of people lined up out there, so um, definitely not going to be able to get into that one, but I'll try to get some cosplay shots right now, I think. Alright guys, we got something pretty cool here. Uh, near the front entrance of Anime NYC, there's a little gallery they have set up for Attack on Titan. Obviously, the second half of the final season is coming out. I believe in January, so it looks like they have some uh, panels displayed. I'm going to go ahead and take a look. Um, you know, it looks, I'm not sure if these are the original uh, art panels, uh, you know, drawn by Isayama himself, uh, or just, you know, recreations, but in either case, pretty cool uh, way to celebrate the manga and anime coming to an end. Alright guys, so I'm here, I found some uh, Cowboy Bebop cosplayers. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off with Spike, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, you know, how, where you came from and, you know, why you decided to cosplay as Spike Spiegel? Hey man, uh, my name, my real name is Edwin. I, uh, I'm from New York City, born and raised, and, uh, Spike is one of my favorite anime characters, and Cowboy Bebop is my favorite anime of all time. Alright, hot take, controversial question. What do you feel about the live-action Cowboy Bebop uh, that came out yesterday? I haven't seen it yet, but I have an open mind, because it's just, like, I'm just going to see it like it's a fan film. Because it's not going to live up to the anime. It's going to be its own thing. It's, if I'm entertained, I'll be, I'll, I'll be fine with it. And plus, on top of that, if it gets people who are not into anime curious, the original's on Netflix, too. Awesome. Uh, what are you hoping to get out of your, you know, time at New York Comic Con here? Um, that's a very good question. I guess just to have fun. I mean, I don't know. We're just kind of going with the flow, you know? Whatever happens, happens. Alright, have you been to Anime NYC before? I have. Uh, how do you feel about being back after, you know, almost two years of, of not, not having convention? After the dark times? Yeah. Um, no, nah, it feels great. Uh, I actually prefer Anime NYC more than Comic-Con, personally. I don't know, I just the energy is a little bit more fun. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm looking forward to the con. I'm also looking forward to the after party afterwards. All right, see you, Space Cowboy. Later. All right, guys, I made it uh, into the show and walking around. And uh, 
Yeah, there's definitely you know a little bit more spaced out than in past uh, anime NYCs. But also, I noticed I think it's taking up more floor space this year. Normally, I think it was just like half the convention floor. I think the first year around, and now we're up to like you know basically I think the same space as a uh, New York Comic Con. So definitely has shown how much the uh, convention has grown. So definitely gonna walk around, maybe find some cool merch and stuff. So I'm here at the Library by Design uh, exhibit, and they have a couple cars with a bunch of anime figures on them. So, uh, quite, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me about these cars and kind of like the culture behind like these anime cars. So my name is Kevin. I'm actually one of the co-owners of Library by Design, and the anime cars that are on display are actually called Itasha. It's a uh, it's a big movement in Japan. It's a culture thing where car enthusiasts and anime lovers combine the two together and display, you know, how much they love cars and anime, basically. So we have a movement going on on, you know, our side of the world on the East Coast where we get together and we display Tasha artwork on our cars and then we try to sell merchandise as well with, you know, influence like stickers, anime, that sort of thing. Uh, have any of these cars yours specifically? Yeah, it, yeah actually, the, this is a 2015 uh, Racing Miku Itasha on a 2013 Sound FRS and this is my daily drive <laughs> and his, uh, is a blaze blue wrap car on a um, a Hyundai Hyundai Genesis Coupe, and it um, that's his daily drive car too as well. Jeremy's the one over there. He has the Tesla with a girl's front line, Natasha. Same thing, you know, daily driven cars. So what are the reactions you get when you're you're out in public and you you know, you, you you wear your your anime fan fandom proudly on your car? You know, you get a lot of looks. You get a couple judgmental, but but like the biggest thing that I've learned from this culture is if you're gonna do something, you're gonna do it big and then you're not going to care about the consequences because you live your life by the way you want to live. Alright, well, wise words. Uh, where can people learn more about Library by Design? Uh, you can actually visit us on Instagram. Uh, we are at Library by Design and um, we have a website, librarybydesign.com. You can actually visit our store, get some merch from us, and you can learn more about the team there as well. Alright, sounds awesome. Thanks so much. Alright, uh, we are here. We found a booth, uh, the Kentaro Miura Memorial, created with the support of the Japan Foundation New York. Uh, as many people know that uh, the creator of Berserk, Kentaro Miura, unfortunately passed away earlier this year. Uh, there's a wall with you know a crowd of people, probably at least 15 people or so with more coming up as people finish, uh, signing a wall that's pretty much covered in signatures right now. Just saying thank you to Miura for all the work he's done and for you know the work of Berserk and everything else uh, that how he's impacted so many anime fans' lives. So pretty awesome to see uh, this this tribute to Miura. So I found someone who signed the Kentaro Miura wall. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us your name, where you're from, and just what Miura Sensei meant to you. I mean, I've been watching his stuff and reading his stuff for a while, so I grew up on anime, and this is like a legend. You know what I mean? I've been watching anime since I was six, six years old. So a lot of memories, a lot of personal memories associated to it, so it's really cool that we got to commemorate him and just give our prayers, right? Rest in peace, you know? For sure, for sure. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right, here you go. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, give me your name, where you're from, and you know, when did you run into Mira's work uh, as a, as a young'un? Oh, uh, you know, my name is Eddie, I'm from New York. And I ran into Mira's work a couple years back. And, you know, it, it's been life changer. It's been amazing. The story, the art, and because of him, I met my girlfriend too. And God, God bless his soul, rest in peace. He's a legend, you know. What, what did you take away, like when you read Berserk, right? Like what did Gut's story mean for you? What did it teach you? What did you take away from it? The fact that Guts went through so much and he still got back up and kept fighting, that 
has been really like inspiring. Day-to-day -day basis, even when I'm at the gym, has me pushing harder every day. And I'll forever keep that in my heart. Right. Mr. Thanks so much. So, so if you guys saw my YouTube video, there's this giant robot walking around. I was able to have an interview uh, with the guy inside. So can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me about this co crazy cosplay you, you guys put together? Uh, I'm Tom DiPetrolo and uh, I make extreme costumes. I, I own a run, a small business out of Rhode Island where we make some of the world's most elaborate costumes. Uh, we made this guy whose name I just came up with yesterday with the team vote. What was that? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I wrote it down on social media. Big, long debate. We picked the name. There's a name. Um, and this giant robot is basically about being a giant robot. So unlike from any given anime or movie or you know video game, it's just uh, something that's uh, a fun way for us to show off the creativity, detailing, and style. I don't know if you could see the level of detailing that's throughout this, but every single part of this robot has at least four layers, so you can see into it. There's even mirrors on the inside, so it carries on. There's RGB lighting throughout the whole thing. There's 10 fans that are also RGB. There's wings that unfold and light up as well. Uh, there's a vortex cannon in the right arm that shoots smoke rings. Um, and it's a giant mecha. How long did it take you guys to concept it and then put it all together? Uh, from the uh, first time I thought about it to the point that we're walking in the forest more than four months. Wow. And that's for a team of full-time people, four people working on it. Wow. So really that probably represents 16 months of one-man labor. Except, of course, team effort. Of course. Really talented people working for me. Uh, how long have you been doing these extreme cosplays or so? I like, what are some other ones, maybe at other conventions? The, I've been to every anime NYC and a lot of New York Comic Cons in the past few years. So, anything else I might recognize? Uh, well, I'm most famous for my Hulkbuster, which uh, was the most trending thing in the world in 2015. Uh, but I've done tons of different Bumblebee costumes. So if you've ever seen a giant Bumblebee here or, you know, New York Comic Con, that was probably me. I've done a bunch of other original characters. Uh, I've done the Reinhardt. So when you saw Darren DePaul with, uh, you know, a Reinhardt, that was me. Uh, so I've done over a dozen of these that have become really well known. Awesome. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, you're doing some maintenance on it right now, but definitely, you know, you, this is definitely head and shoulders, literally, above everything I've seen here today. So, uh, excellent job, and looking forward to see you at other conventions in the future. Well, thank you kindly, and I hope that your listeners enjoyed the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right, guys. So I was walking on the con, and I ran into my friend from college, Mengsu. So Mengsu's up to something pretty interesting. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little about what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everyone. This is Mengsu. Um, and basically, I am just walking around, talking to cosplayers, seeing what they're doing um, cosplay-wise in costumes. And a bunch of us, we are working on this platform to help cosplayers buy and sell costumes. Basically, the idea is a depop for cosplay um, because we think Facebook is kind of broken um, and you have to scroll through way too many things to find trustworthy people. So that's why we're trying to build something that makes it easier so people can buy, sell, shop with confidence. So that's the goal. Um, please check us out. We'd love it if you support us. Yeah. Oh, have you had any successes, like any success stories so far of people using the platform? Absolutely. We actually have more than 50 makers on there um, and a lot of these makers, they're more 
more like we have a range of like bigger ma makers, smaller names, um, and then um, a couple of people have found pretty good commission work. And basically, their feedback to us is we've done a really good job like vetting these these people, figuring out who they are. So then they come here and they know that these people um, are folks that they can trust. And then also on the second hand front, we have like a couple hundred costumes listed on there. Mostly um, we have a lot of Disney princess costumes. We have a lot of Genshin Impact, League, um, Legend of Zelda. And then into like the next couple of months, we're looking to expand into other fandoms. But again, just depends on what other people like. Um, so. If you guys are interested in specific fandoms, we'll go out and hunt those costumes down for you. But honestly, I personally talk to everybody who puts a costume on there. So I feel like those people at least are very trustworthy. Um, I've seen the costume condition. So right now it's a lot of manual work in the beginning, but hopefully as we build, have more features, it'll become more like automated, kind of like a Depop, and we'll have way bigger selection. All right, and where can people learn more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, the best way to do that is probably go um, to coscove.com, which is C-O-S-C-O-V-E, so costume treasure trove type of idea, or you can find us on Instagram, which is Coscove Official. All right, sounds good. Definitely looking forward to seeing how it grows. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys, it's about 2.20 p.m. or so. Uh, I'm getting kind of hungry. I didn't really have that much of a breakfast, a bit of a Danish uh, and like a Gatorade, but feeling kind of hungry. And you know, there's a good amount of food actually uh, over here. I see a go here at the con. I see a go-go curry. Um, you know, I see a, a tea and milk. Uh, so yeah, definitely, I'm gonna try to pick up some food here. Though this line is kind of ridiculous. So uh, we'll see if I actually end up getting some food here. But yeah, definitely. Uh, you know how con food is if you've been to a convention, so we'll see if I end up getting some food here But I just wanted to you know, add, add another entry to the audio diary Alright guys, I'm back by the Itasa cars And there's a dance battle going on. I don't know if you can hear me. Things are getting pretty lit over here So I'm all the way up here at the very top of the Javits Center uh, You have to go up a bunch of elevators and there's actually a tabletop games area over here I'm not going to be playing any games, uh, but there definitely are a bunch of people lined up here to play some games. Um, yeah, definitely seeing some Yu-Gi-Oh! and some Magic the Gathering as well. It's just some traditional board games as well, so definitely super, super uh, cool to see people come together for that. It looks like I've stumbled onto the cosplay meetup for the Fate franchise. Uh, of course, I know absolutely nothing about Fate, and that is a rabbit hole I do not have the time to get myself into. But uh, pretty cool to see all of the different Fate f uh, fans coming together uh, in one place. Uh, I'll definitely be here tomorrow for the Squid Game uh, meetup, so yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, so, so I walked up to the co to the cosplay meetup area, and there's this booth here with a bunch of people in white lab coats uh, fixing other people's cosplay. So, uh, I talked to the guy in charge. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us what the cosplay ER booth is about. Hi, my name is Kevin. This is Cosplay ER, and what we are is we are a free service. Uh, we are a charitable organization. Every year, we raise money for different charities. This year, it is uh, City Harvest, and we fix uh, cosplays on site for whatever purposes we can, for we do as much as we can for what whoever needs it, be it sewing, stitching, gluing, magnets, uh, some cases complete total rebuilds, uh, we try to avoid that, but uh, if you have uh, cosplay issues, we're here to help you, and that's our, that's our motto, we're here to help. 
All right. How long have you been doing a cosplay ER for? And now this will be our sixth year. Awesome. Uh, and what's the most, maybe this year or maybe some other year, what's the most, the craziest uh, emergency that you've come across that's something that you've ended up being able to fix and help the person? At this con, I had to rebuild an entire woman's uh, red wings. She walked in, laid it down, it fell apart, and we rebuilt it from scratch. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. You know, I'm sure all the cosplayers definitely appreciate what you guys do for them. It's our pleasure, and uh, it, it's thank you very much for doing this. Hey, uh, where can people learn more about Cosplay ER? Uh, we are on Instagram at CosplayConsER. And uh, like I said, uh, uh, just if uh, you've seen what we've done, give us, uh, uh, if anybody is out there seen what we've done, just write something nice about us on Instagram, and uh, we're happy to help out anybody we can. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yep. All right, walking around a little bit more, and it looks like there's, I don't know, a light stick DJ thing going on where people have like light sticks and they're dancing. I'll get some video of this. You guys can see it on the YouTube channel. So I'm walking by some Itasa cars, and I come across a DJ with a bunch of guys in like half kimonos uh, dancing to them. So I've got one of them and to talk to me. So can you just tell, introduce yourself and just tell me what this is all about? So I'm Falfe. This is Anikura, which is basically a combination of anime and club. So what we do here is... <clears throat> well, it's better explain that previous panel. If you attended uh, Introduction to Wargay and, Waz and Waza, it's a... Uh, it's something that idol culture. It's something part of idol culture. So, what we do here is mix of like calls and dance, and it's very integrated into like a part of Japan, like a part of Japan's like idol culture. How did you learn to do like these dances? Like something you study, or, or how does that all start? Well, see, these guys—they've been here since I believe 2017, which is when around NYC started. Okay. So they were doing some of this. So okay. initially, I had no idea what this was, but. Just looking around, seeing what's up, and eventually I found videos of what these people are doing. So it's all part of just like learning from others. All right, so it definitely is like a sense of community. Oh, absolutely! It's part of, it's, it's just basically just a bunch of like building up hype. All right, any what's your favorite song to dance to if it ever comes up? Rising Hope. Anybody that knows what I mean, they know what I mean. All right, well I won't keep you too long. I know you love to get back in there, so get back in there and have a good time. Huh? Sure, sure, sure. All right, thank you. So I can't believe I missed this, uh, you know, but toward the back of the con walking up, there's, uh, there's a bunch of arcade machines set up. Uh, it looks like I got some Marvel vs. Capcom, I see a huge line for DDR. But yeah, it's pretty cool to see these people coming all together and you know enjoying uh, uh, this part of them, this, this, this thing that they, ha they, they all enjoy together. I've been walking around back and forth all day and there's this Lady Demetrescu who has been standing here every time I pass. For it must have been like at least two or three hours at this point. So uh, I'm finally going to interview her. It's been a long line, but uh, so first off, you know, how's your con just like standing here for hours at a time? I've actually found the one place where I can sit down. Oh, nice. There's like a ledge here that's very tall, and so I can sit on it. Normally, when I'm on stilts, you know, I'm on the stilts for several hours and then it's like no stilts time but right now i can actually sit down so it's way easier right. and i just took my my break i think it's important for cosplayers to take breaks all right how so you said you when you're normally on stilts. so do you normally do like tall stilt cosplay or or is this like a first this is my first stilts cosplay i wore it for the first time to um comic con this year and i had to train in the stilts to be able to use them uh but now that i know how to do it i want to do it all the time because it's really fun to be tall <laughs> all right and all right i think it's just somebody who wants to to get a picture but Real quick, 
uh, you know, what are your ho what, how how's your con been so far aside from just the standing around basically? Like, what's what's your reaction when people just come up and just want to keep taking pictures? I love it. I, cons are my favorite because you can talk to anyone. You can compliment people. You can talk about the things that you like, and like everyone has something in common, and so they want to be friends. So I just love hanging around and talking to people, talking to other cosplayers. It might seem like I'm just standing in one spot all day, but really I feel like I'm making a bunch of friends. Awesome. And uh, where can people like you know see the rest of your cosplay? You have any socials? Yeah, my Instagram is my name, Jules Piperl. So it's J U L E S P E I P E R L on Instagram. Um, and my cosplay is up there. All right, we'll be sure to link that in the show notes. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, there you go. So walking around the convention, there are definitely a bunch of like different DJs and dance circles, either official or unofficial. Uh, you know, I told you about the one by the Atasha cars. Uh, that's just like a dance, like people getting hype. There's you know one by one of the exhibitors, Anikusa, Anikura, and I, all the way down at one end of the convention hall, there's like a bunch of people gathered with a speaker playing K-pop music. Like at random intervals, and people are just play, dancing to different K-pop dances. So, you know, all all sorts of musical appreciation here at Anime NYC. So I've been inside pretty much the entire day, just because you know it's what 40s, 30s, maybe something degrees. Uh, you know, uh, in, outside. Uh, but you know, it's getting late, so you know, I'm starting to head make my way outside. And you know, there are also some other food trucks out there. I still haven't eaten yet. Uh, the line inside was way too long, and you know, I just wanted to cover more of the con. But you know, there are some long lines here. It looks like there's like a takoyaki spot. Uh, it looks like there might be like a Mexican uh, food truck out here as well. Uh, will I get food? Will I? Uh, probably not. But uh, you know, still nice to see that. Uh, you know, there are options here at Anime NYC. All right, I'm headed out the exit of Anime NYC for Saturday. My feet are aching, and a lot of people are heading out too. You know, the it's about uh, something somewhere around four o'clock or so. So, you know, with the after daylight savings, everyone's you know the the sun's gonna set a lot sooner now. So, people are heading out. Maybe gonna get rest. Maybe gonna get a bite to eat. You know, I know there are a bunch of after parties tonight. I'm not gonna be heading out any of those, but I will be back tomorrow. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a great time at Anime NYC today. You know, did my last loop, got all the cosplay. I think I'm going to for today. So looking forward to coming back tomorrow with the wife. So till then, uh, you'll hear it in a second. But you know, I'll, for me, it'll be a couple of, uh, about overnight until I get there. So. Uh, you know, see you guys then. Outside the convention hall, and I went into this amazing Bakugo and Deku. I believe from the most recent movie that came out, cosplay. Um, can you guys just you know introduce yourselves and you know uh, tell me is this your first time coming to Anime NYC? Have you guys have been here before? Uh, I'm Lucky Cat Cosplay. This is my first time coming to New York at all. It's been really fun. It's been a great con. Um, other than lines, it's been great. Yeah, I'm Rarchar, and uh, I just want to echo that. I mean, it's a great con. I haven't been to New York in a very long time. I haven't been to Anime NYC before, and it's awesome. All right, so, you know, uh, how did you guys decide to do Bakugo and, and Deku for, for your cosplay? Is it is like My Hero Academia your favorite anime, or is this something that was like easy to put together for you guys? Like, what was the thought process behind that? Uh, so when the trailer for the movie released, I really wanted to do their new outfits. They looked really cool. Um, so that was kind of my motivation. Yeah. yeah, I just really like the design of the new outfits. I like how it's sort of a darker look for both the characters. Um, and it, it definitely didn't look easy to do, but uh, I busted it out over the course of three days because I wanted to do it before the movie came out. We both did these pretty quickly, but we just really, really liked the designs and decided to go for it. Awesome. And, uh, you know, so, you know, what, what have you been up to all day? Just been, like, going to panels or just, you know, taking pictures with people? Like, what has what your con experience been? 
Uh, so we've been stopped a lot for pictures, which has been really cool. Everyone's been really supportive. Um, just kind of hanging out, seeing everyone, seeing a lot of amazing cosplayers. That's been really neat. Yeah, getting stopped for a lot of pictures. That's definitely true. Otherwise, we're just uh, walking around the dealer's room. Uh, we went to look at a few photo shoots and honestly just appreciating everybody else's cosplay has been yeah. so inspiring today and uh, very grateful to have so many people stop and ask for pictures too. Awesome. Uh, you know, you guys think you'll come back to Anime NYC in the future? Oh yeah, I definitely think that's in the future for me. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we can um, skip the line somehow next time, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely be coming back. This is a great con, ton of fun. Alright, thank you guys. Thank you. Alright, it's Sunday of Anime NYC. We are on the bus on the way to the uh, convention center. Uh, by we, I mean myself and my wife. Say hi, wife. Hi. Uh, we're dressed up as Squid Game today. Not gonna do too much walking around today. Uh, foot's still kind of sore from yesterday, but we're gonna go to the Squid Game uh, cosplay meetup at 3 p.m. Um, it's currently about 12:30 or so, 12:48. Um, so we'll probably get to the convention center about one, chill out for a couple of hours, um, and then yeah, go to the Squid Game cosplay meetup, see what other cool cosplay they are and then make our way home, uh, another anime NYC convention done, but that's not for a couple of hours, so uh, we'll check in throughout the day for stuff that I see at the convention. I think one of my favorite parts of going to anime NYC every year is just going on New York public transportation and seeing different people dressed up uh, kind of in the wild in cosplay, so to speak. I mean, it is November, so people are kind of bundled up uh, with jackets over some of their cosplay, but some people don't. Uh, so, you know, there's one person I see with a way of the house husband apron, another I see Demon Slayer, uh, there's like a pink Lolita dress person up ahead, and even if people aren't dressed up in cosplay, there are definitely a lot of anime badges, so it's kind of like, you know, you see and you know, oh yeah, they're one of us. So it's about 1 p.m. and we are walking up to the uh, main entrance. Uh, my wife didn't come yesterday, so she needs to get her vaccination wristband. Uh, so I'm joining her so she doesn't go alone. And yeah, we are. The line is pretty, pretty good at this point. Um, so yeah, we're gonna let this, this should be less than five minutes to get in. So we are in Javits Center. That took really quickly. I guess everyone's gotten their vaccine pass if they needed it, or it's midday. Uh, I have put on my Squid Game costume, pretty much in full, and we are going to head toward. Uh, just walk around a little bit and see what's going on. So yeah. I'm here at the cosplay meetup area and I ran into a guy who I've seen literally every year anime NYC he's been here just to paint a picture he is has a ripped ass body running around topless he's always Rob Lutz he got that face paint on he's a force that I've seen every year go ahead and tell the people who you are and what you're all about well my name is T Dozer aka the Rob Lucci cosplayer how you doing how you living how you feeling I'm the man that everybody gathers for the one piece cosplays. Yo, what's good, Sabo? <laughs> yeah, he is like literally every time I'm trying to grab an interview with him, someone comes up, he just knows everyone. So tell me, what is like, what are you, what do you do for the New York cosplay scene? Like, what's it all about? All right, so let me tell you what I do for the New York cosplay scene. I have fun cosplayers every single time, no charge. I get people in the building, no charge. I make people with the social events get in the building, no charge. And I make sure the special guests get here, no charge. You know why? Because I love the community and I love the peoples. That's what I do. What makes the New York cosplay scene just so much different than, than everyone else? Yo, there's so much energy out here, you know what I mean? I can even do it. I can show you right now. You want to see how it is? You can do just this. Three, two, one. You go, yeah! 
And there it is. Now I was doing yours. Oh, my. <laughs> so, you know, you always dress up as Wavlutu whenever I see you. So why Wavlutu? Well, what's good, I fell in love with Ennis Lobby, right? So I love the dynamic between the, uh, you know, the Luffy and all the straw hats versus they've taken on the world government for like yeah. the fit the first time. Yeah. And Rob Lucci and Luffy had just a brawl. They had no special powers, no anything like that, just, yo, know, straight fist students talking. All right. All right, so what does it mean? So obviously, like, last night, One Piece hit 1,000 episodes. Like, what does this that mean for you as a One Piece fan? Uh, brother, I've been watching One Piece since the first episode. I read the manga. I read the first one since Romance Dawn. So I'm just crying, bro. I, you know, I just burst out tears when I saw that thing, yo. I watched it with my wife, actually. Yeah. And she didn't she know nothing about One Piece. So it's like, oh, shit. Yo, Luchi, what's... Oh! <laughs> Hey, I love it, bro. I love it. This is what I do here. You see, I'm running around the people and everything like that. I love One Piece, yo, because it gives me so much energy and vibes. All right. Well, I'm going to let you, you know, tell everyone where the One Play Cosplays meetups are. Um, by the time this episode, obviously, I've been done. But uh, I'm definitely going to see you at all the Anime NYTs and New York Comic Cons in the future. Yes, you are. You always will. Where, With this energy, I'm here. Where can people find you online? Uh, T Doze on Instagram. That's all you need to know. That's it. All right, sir, for sir, for sir. Good seeing you again, my man. My brother, bless yo. All right. We passed by this one booth that was selling some fudge, and they had like some special flavors uh, after superheroes. This one is Captain America with blueberry, vanilla, and raspberry. What do you think? Good. It's good. Hmm. Very chewy. Right. It was from Copper Coast, Copper Coast Confections. Walking around the convention center yesterday and I saw this area just like blocked off by like some guardrails and this guy was sitting there barefoot just like you know rubbing some like chalk on the ground and you know come back on Sunday and this the complete mural of faraway paladin is complete upstanding and I'm here to talk to the artist so can you go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us what you do? Yeah my name is Eric Marushjak. online I go by Pepper Inc. P-E-P-P-E-R-I-N-K uh, that's my social media that's my website that's everything I'm an illustrator, a cartoonist, but I'm mostly known for going around to conventions and doing di giant chalk art murals live during all three days of the show. So how did you get started using chalk specifically as opposed to you know, other forms of illustration? Well, I grew up drawing traditionally my whole life, and when digital came along, I did digital. But at one point, uh, some people asked me, hey, we're doing a small chalk art festival in a town near ours. We know you're an artist. Do you want to try it? I tried it, and I loved it. Not because what I made came out good. It came out horrible the first time I ever did it. But I love the interactivity of it. I love people coming up and talking to me, watching the progress, seeing it being made live. As artists, we, we sit behind a table. People usually don't see the art till it's done, but the, prog the process was really important. So I started doing more and more of these, and eventually I was in the right place at the right time, and a guy saw my portfolio, which had a couple of the chalk art pieces in it. I was doing like giant superheroes and stuff, and because uh, I love comic art. And he said, hey, that's really cool. Can you do this at the shows? And he handed me his business card. He was the director of the Wizard World shows at the time. Two months later, they had me out to Chicago. I did my first ever convention in the summer of 2006, and I've been going since then. So what's all the prep that goes into like planning out, you know, how, how big is this mural that you put together of the Faraway Paladin, and what's all the prep that goes into making it? They, they average around 9 by 12 feet, and that's right about where this is. Um, usually it involves, it used to be I picked what I liked. Now, normally companies have me come to a show and they say, hey, we want you to draw this. So I don't have a lot of say anymore in what I'm doing. So they provide me artworks and they get permissions from the Japanese license holders and stuff. So I have to be exact. I have to recreate, you know, as line by line exactly as I can because that's their artwork and they're not going to change it at all. So I get that artwork sometimes a month in advance, sometimes as close as two weeks in advance before a show. 
I lay the paper out, I draw a grid on the small artwork and a giant grid on the big one. I don't use a projector, I don't trace, it's all redrawn by hand, but I at least use the grid to get my proportions down. And I do the drawing in advance before I come to the show. That can take anywhere from five to seven hours just to draw out the full scale piece. Then I come to the show, lay the paper out, I start coloring on the first day and I color all three days, usually finishing around noon on Sunday. How many different types of like colors of chalk do you usually put into a piece? Like how do, how do you put the other and mix the chalk so that gets the right color and all that? You know, it's a lot of trial and error. That's because each piece is a, is a one-off. People ask me, well, do you practice beforehand? You don't really can't. You've got to do it live while everyone's watching. So I have a brand of cost, uh, chalk called Koss and another called Eternity Arts. Between those two, I have about 50, 60 colors. And I will use those to create the entire range. Um, it's all done with blending. There's no place on this mural that is just one color. Usually it's two to three colors blended together because the brown I have might not be red enough or the yellow I have might need a tinge of blue or, you know. So all of that is just layering colors, mixing them together till I get the density and the color I like. All done live. All right, and then what's going to happen to this piece when the convention's over? This one's probably going to go home with me. Either one of two things happen. Either I keep it and store it and never see it again because it's chalk on paper. It's not meant to be archival. It's not going to hold up great. Or the company that brought me wants it, and I'll gift it to them because they've already brought me to the show. Uh, Crunchyroll has kept, uh, I think, at least one or two. Funimation has kept a few. They had one hanging in their offices for about 12 years. Uh, Lucasfilm has kept two. Nintendo has kept a few. So it's up to them whether they not, or not they want to display it or just keep it in their archives. Most of the times they just keep it in their archives. But it's either that or it comes home with me. But it's not something I ever sell or auction off because it is just chalk on paper. It's going to take damage. There's no way to keep it perfectly preserved. And I don't feel good selling something that someone's going to have degrade on them. So for me, again, it's all about making it live than it is about the finished piece and selling or making a profit off selling it. All right, where are you going to be heading off to next after Anime NYC? Actually, I have a show in two weeks. I'm doing Anime NYC's sister show, Anime Frontier, in Texas. So I'm heading down there. Uh, I get the week of Thanksgiving and one weekend to kind of catch up. And then the very following week, I hop a plane, fly to Texas. I'm doing this all over again with an entirely different property. All right, well, this is some amazing artwork. You know, definitely hope you can come back next year and everything looking forward to what you're able to do. You know, I love it. I've been wanting to do Anime NYC for a few years. I got some buddies who helped work the show and run the show. But space has always been an issue. Well, now they're growing so much, they're getting enough space that they've been able to bring in extra things like me that they've wanted to for a while. Hopefully, this means as long as they stay this size or bigger, they'll bring me back. So I'd love to come back next year. All right, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. So my wife and I just finished the Squid Game cosplay meet, and I'm here with the organizer. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us how you came up with the idea to do a Squid Game cosplay meetup. Well, hi, my name is Naomi. I also go by Owl. Um, I'm Owl's Gaze on Instagram, just in case if you guys want to follow for more information. And essentially throughout uh, this past summer and during the pandemic, while I was watching the show, um, the one thing that it kind of reminded me of was regaining the sense of community, even though, you know, people are out for money or for whatever needs necessary. And the one thing that I wanted to do while I was here for the first time at Anime NYC was to have that sense of community back. And everybody loves Squid Game. It's such a huge and popular show. So why not bring it to one of the biggest anime conventions in New York City and have everybody be a part of the fun and part of the aspects that we love so much about the show. So how did the meetup go? Did it like meet your expectations, exceed? Like how did how did it go? Like how was it a success for you? It honestly was kind of a huge success, and I will be entirely transparent. It was a little 
overwhelming because there was a lot of people that showed up. I mean, uh, we tried to use as many outlets as we could, Facebook, Discord specifically, to get a good number of how many people were going to come. And I had a feeling more people were just going to trickle in. And it just ended up making the experience even more exciting. Now, I kind of was the organizer, but I found that I had individuals that I didn't even know helping me out throughout the entire process. And again, it just brought that sense of community that I didn't even ask for. They just came up and they showed up, including yourself. Um, thank you so much for everybody who came by. Huge thank you for anybody who was putting their best foot forward to help me out because this was amazing. And I just hope that we can continue doing this. If it's not with Squid Game, with another fandom and continue to bring it to life for people who love it just as much as I do. All right, well, awesome. And yeah, there's going to be a video of this up on my YouTube channel. So we'll definitely have a link to that in the show notes. So thanks so much for organizing this. Have a great time. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Enjoy. All right. All right. We're walking out of the Javits Center. It's about 4 p.m. or so on Sunday. Uh, the end of Anime NYC 2021 for us. Uh, it was a good time. You know, definitely don't want to push my feet too hard. Uh, so, you know, I can enjoy my Thanksgiving break in a couple of days. But uh, definitely a fun time. Uh, wife, how was your Anime NYC? It was good. All right. I surprised her with that. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good time. I think, you know, do you think we'll be coming back next year? Of course. Yep. So we'll be back next year. Who knows what we'll cosplay as? Uh, I'm thinking maybe Odakawa, you know, very easy. Yes. And my, my wife wants to do Gantz. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll see a picture of that next year. But till next time, this has been yet another anime podcast signing out from Anime NYC 2021. <laughs>
Intro and outro music provided by Suichi Sakagami at Tandas.com. Editing production by Ninsboy Media. That's it for this episode. We air on the first and third Fridays of each month. Next time on yet another anime podcast, we'll do a look at the live action adaptations of anime over the years with a particular focus on the Netflix's Cowboy Bebop live action adaptation. But until then, see you, Space Cowboy.